This podcast is brought to you by lineupmedia.fm. It's time for another episode of The Drop Podcast. The Drop is an unbiased, in-depth hockey podcast dedicated to the St. Louis Blues and all the hot topics within the NHL. So tell the ref you don't mind the game misconduct penalty. You are headed to the locker room anyway to listen to The Drop. Here's your host, Lance DeScott. Welcome back for another episode of The Drop. I'm Lance Descott, and it's time to talk some Blues hockey. Uh, Twitter has been just lighting up with how much people love Braden Shin. There's some great, great jokes about the Braden Shin Laterra trade. It's just amazing how the Philadelphia fans are still saying that Braden Shin did not fit into their system and was not a good player. Let's take his stats this year aside and just forget about his stats this year. This guy last couple of years for Philadelphia has been a very good player. And the Flyers fans are going to say that was only on the power play. But you've got to look at how they used Braden Shen. The Flyers did. He got a lot of power play opportunities when he was 5-1-5. A lot of times he wasn't paired with the right people for his style of play. And maybe that's got something to do with the reason Philadelphia thought they could get rid of him for Yori Laterra. Uh, they're all saying, yeah, we got Yori Laterra and a first-round draft pick. Well, you didn't get much with Yori Laterra. S- sorry, Yori, uh, you haven't proven anything in the NHL. You just haven't. And that first-round draft pick, you don't know what that's going to become. How many of the teams that draft in the first round, how many of those players become stars, truly, each year? If you look, let's say, I don't know, four or five years down the road after the draft. I would be willing to bet you at least eight to ten of those players aren't even in the NHL. And maybe more than that. So you've kind of got to look at it this way. I think the Flyers fans are just basically upset that they lost Braden Shin. At least I hope that's why they're acting like uh, they don't know hockey. But come on, guys. You lost a very good player. Is he a great player? Well, the answer to that question is, I'm not sure yet. You know, he's got the numbers to show he's a very reliable player that can get you 20, 25 goals. But maybe he's taken that next step up in the upper echelon of guys that are going to score 35 or more. And if he keeps going on at this point and this pace, he may have more points than Tarasenko. Will he have more goals? I don't think that's going to happen. I'm thinking, you know, Tarasenko's going to have 40, 50 goals, somewhere around there, like he normally has had, unless he goes on a tear and could have more. I see Braden Shin as 35 goals, 32 to 35. And, uh, hey, that'd be great to have two scorers like that. But everybody on the Internet's, oh, he's a better player than than Tarasenko. You know, we don't have to keep Tarasenko now. It's It just goes to show people's ignorance. You know, they're both good players. They both do things very well. Tarasenko, in my mind, has got uh, a little more skill set than Braden Shin. You know, like I said, I'm glad we have them both. I'd hate to play against both of them on the same line like we've seen with Tarasenko, Schwartz, and Shin. Well, enough about uh, all that. Let's get to the game. The Blues uh, took on the Canucks last night. And the Canucks, you know, they're not a great team this year. They've played around 500 going into this game. And they've had some really good games, and they've had some bad games. Anders Nilsson, the former Blues uh, player, that's right, Anders Nilsson was on the Blues roster, never played a game for them. 
but was the backup goalie, I think, three or four times for the Blues. He would get the start in goal for Vancouver, and he deserved it. He's been 4-1 and one this year, and I believe had a, a, a goals against of about 1.93, 1.96, something like that. Save percentage of 942, 945, somewhere in that range. So he deserved to play last night, and he did a very good job going against him, of course, would be our number one, Jake Allen. And I know, guys, Jake Allen has given up some goals lately, but in that Edmonton game, I thought he played awesome. And he looked more like the goalie that we all know that he can be, that shutdown goalie that, need, that when you need him to make a big save, he's going to make it. But, you know, still with some of the problems he's had in a few games before the Edmonton game, you kind of wondering, you know, is he going to continue to play well like he did against Edmonton, which I don't have any doubt he's going to. And in fact, he did. He played very good against the Canucks. But I thought the Blues really carried this game a lot, even though the Canucks had the lead at one time. I thought the Blues were really working hard and were getting opportunities. It's just that Anders Nilsson was making some very good saves. Let's go ahead and get into the first highlight of the game. And uh, that would be, of course, uh, Vancouver taking the lead one to nothing. And there's not much I don't think Jake could have done on this goal. It was just a great, great shot to put the Canucks up one to nothing in the first. Into the corner for Besser. Brock Besser settles the puck, lets it go, scores! Another one for Brock Besser, and the Canucks open the scoring. Heavy, heavy shot for Brock Besser here, and a good shift to start things off. Off the cycle, get a puck in deep and establish that. The first one blocked for Besser, tried to pull that, change the angle a little bit. Real solid work down low to dig this puck loose once again. Besser just stays with the bobbling puck, finds himself a lane, and as good players do, get the shot away. Look at him, stick on the ice, he wants the puck, the first one doesn't work, follows it up, does the work against two St. Louis Blues to eventually find this bouncing puck, get himself to an angle, and what a heavy shot. Baser gets his seventh goal, and he's been playing very well for Vancouver this year. And then uh, Berchi gets his eighth assist, Hovart gets his eighth assist, 11 minutes, 44 seconds in. Vancouver's up one to nothing, but I'm not really worried at this point. In my mind, the Blues haven't had a bad period. Yeah, they're down one to nothing. But, uh, hey, you go down to, uh, behind sometimes. You're not always ahead in these games. And the Blues kept working hard. And I tell you, another player that played well in this game would have to be Stasny. I thought Stasny had a great, great game. And he would put an excellent pass right on Colton Pareko's stick with about a minute and 26 seconds left in the first period to tie this game up at one apiece. What a powerful shot by Pareko. Blues finally escaped the pressure. Upshaw into the zone for Stasny. To a tough angle. All the way around. Now in front of drive. They score as Pareko blasts it in. And the Blues tie the game. A little bit of a traffic buzzing in front of the goaltender, Nielsen, and just a howitzer of a shot from Colt 55. Pareko just buries this one here. And for Colton Pareko, if there's no goaltender interference on this play, Pareko's got his second of the year. There was traffic in front of Nielsen. It all starts with Upshaw's calmness here. He's tired. He waits for the change. He feeds it to the left of Stastny. Stastny waits and buys time. And now there's a little confusion here from the Vancouver Canucks in trying to defend. Well, there was not any uh, goalie interference on that. Steen did not interfere with Nielsen. The goal counts. And what I thought was funny, if you watch this on the Canucks feed, their announcers tried to say that there were seven or eight Blues players on the ice at the time and there should have been too many men on the ice. They need to know the rule here. The rule is, if a player is not involved in the play and headed towards the bench and is, doesn't touch the puck, isn't involved in any type of, 
of contact with another player, he's not considered a member of the five guys you're allowed to have out there. So sorry, Canuck announcers, you're wrong on that one. There were not eight active Blues players in that play. Pareko came off the bench. They were doing a line change, and all the other players were headed to the bench. It's a legitimate goal. Stop trying to say that it's not. They made a mistake and didn't notice Pareko coming up there and getting that great shot, but it was just an awesome, awesome shot. Pareko's got that shot, and we need to see that more from him. He's too tentative sometimes, waits too long to shoot, waits too long to shoot, then passes it, and he needs to be more assertive with what he does. That would be Pareko's second goal. Stasny gets his 12th assist. Upshaw gets his 7th assist. 18 minutes, 34 seconds into the first. We're tied at one apiece. And that's the way the first period would end. Tied at one apiece. The Blues outshot Vancouver 9-7. to But in all honesty, I think the Blues had some really, really good scoring opportunities and just weren't able to capitalize on them. But Vancouver had a pretty good period too. I thought they played well, especially for a team that's playing around 500. Going into the second, you know, we really want the Blues to get off quick. Like I said, against that Edmonton team, that second period had to be their best. Their best, at least one of the top two or three in this year's play. The second period against Oilers was just awesome. Even though they didn't score a lot, they really owned that second period and really took the Oilers out of their game. Would they do that to the Canucks? Well, that actually would not happen in the second period to the Canucks. The Canucks would have a very good period. The Blues would get a power play, but they would catch the Blues napping, get it out of their defensive end and head right down and get a shorthanded goal. Marcus Granlin gets his third goal of the year to give the Canucks a 2-1 to one lead early in the second period. Broken up, and the Canucks have a three-on-one shorthanded. Louis Erickson moving in. Erickson centers. Granlin digs. Scores! Marcus Granlin shorthanded, and the Canucks lead 2-1. to one. Big goal for Marcus Granlin and the Vancouver Canucks. Travis Green wants to see a little more offense from Granlin, and also Louis Erickson, who gets in on this goal. Real aggressive penalty killing early on in this power play for the Blues. The first one for them, and then once things get condensed, they get caught a little bit deep. Nice little block of a shot. It's a three-on-one coming back, shorthanded, and what patience. The Blues were the one to get the shorthanded goal in Edmonton, of course. We all know Sabotka's hard effort. You've got to give them credit. Yeah, the Blues made a mistake and uh, let them get the puck out, but uh, there's not much uh, Jake could do on that one. Marcus Granlin gets his third goal of the year. Uh, Biega gets his second assist. Erickson gets his third assist. And Biega's turned out to be a pretty decent player for the Canuck. Uh, they uh, got him in signing to a contract. I believe it was last year. Might be mistaken. I think it was last year that uh, they uh, they sewed him up for several years. They didn't want him to get out and, uh, and uh, be able to uh, get to another team. 523 into the second period. They're up 2-1. to one, And they would not stop. Jake Allen would have to make several saves after this. But this one was really good, and I just had to add this one to the highlights. Fox is Hutton. They're back at full strength. And Sutter comes in with Hutton. Sutter, toe drag, and a save by Jake Allen. And a good chance there. Great chance for Vancouver to really take control of this game. And, uh, man, they put a lot of pressure on Jake after this. I thought Vancouver really, really carried the play, and it would not take them much longer to be able to get another goal. And this guy had an assist early in the game, but Berchi would get his goal, a power play goal, to give the Canucks a 3-1 to lead. Mistakes, mistakes, haunt the Blues. 
slowly over the blue line. Across. Erickson shoots. Stopped by Allen. Rebound in. Chopped in, I think, by Berchi. And a power play goal puts the Canucks up by two. They don't have to be pretty goals, but they sure feel pretty when they go into the back of the net. And Berchi in the right spot here, right on the doorstep. And it's another high shot on Jake Allen. Good entry on the power play. Move the puck from east to west. And just a good hard shot with bodies converging on the net. Can't control the first shot. It's high through a screen once again. We saw Sadine's shot. The last shift, same thing. Juicy rebound, pounce on it. Vancouver was really playing well at this point, and you know, it was a juicy rebound. Jake made the first save, but uh, he wasn't able to uh, corral that. It was somewhere in front of him, and he really couldn't see it. And Berchi gets his seventh goal of the year, power play goal, to give them a 3-1 to one commanding lead. Erickson gets a fourth assist. Vanit gets a seventh assist. So the Blues at this point really need to start playing better. They need to shore things up in their own end, get the puck out quickly, start putting some more pressure on Nielsen, and good things will happen for you if you do that. And they happened for the Blues. The Blues were not done in this game. Just a couple minutes after Berchi's goal to give them a 3-1 to lead, the guy that worked hard the other night in the Edmonton game to get that shorthanded goal, Sabotka would get the Blues back in the game at 3-2 to with his fifth goal of the season, 13 minutes and 10 seconds into the second period. Shot around, Vince Dunn a good read to hold it in. Stasny in front, Sabotka with it, shoots, he scores! Sabotka from the slot, and that cuts the Canuck lead to 3-2. And this starts with the PRV line. They did a great job of maintaining pressure in the offensive zone. And then you go to the next line. That's the kind of sustained pressure you're talking about. And what a wrister by Vladi Sabotka. It caused confusion. It's hard to defend when you work hard and you've got a great second effort. This one here by Yashkin. Some good work here. And then he doesn't stop right here, keeping the puck in. If he doesn't have that second effort, this play is done. So the Blues are back in this game, most definitely back in this game. They really picked it up after that when uh, Canucks took a 3-1 to one lead. The Blues kind of, I think, started to... Uh, looking at each other and saying, hey, we need to do better in this. And they started doing better. And this is a huge, huge goal by Sabotka. Hard effort, just a great effort by him. His fifth goal of the year, Stasny, was key in this one. Done, very key in this one. His second assist, Stasny's 13 assists, 13 minutes and 10 seconds in to the second period. The Blues are back in it at 3-2. to two. Let's go ahead and look at the shots on goal for the second period. And uh, actually... The Blues outshot them 11 to 10. So the Blues have shot shot him in the first nine to seven, second period 11 to 10. And the other night against Edmonton, they really shut Edmonton down. Edmonton had six shots on goal. Now, the Blues only had seven shots on goal in the third period, but Braden Shin scored two goals on those seven shots for the Blues. So, are were the Blues dominating this uh, third period? Well, they would definitely get off to a great start and put a lot of pressure on uh, Anders Nilsson, and he'd have to make several saves in this game. Ahead for Steen, who had to reach for the pass. Now he puts one in front. Savoka deeps. What a stop by Nilsson with the left pad. Vladimir Savoka looking for his second of the game. So Nilsson keeps this game 3-2. I tell you, this game could have been a lot worse than what it ended up being because Nilsson played an awesome, awesome game. Man, the Blues have had a lot of good goaltenders in, in their system that they've traded for other players, and I'm not knocking that. I'm just saying there's a lot of goalies in this league that are former Blues or were drafted by the Blues or one time played for the Blues. Nielsen couldn't stop them all, though, and the guy that's had a great year, and the whole defense has had a great year, Joel Edmondson would come in and sneak in on the glove side of Nielsen 
and put this one right past him to tie this one up three to three, four minutes and 46 seconds into the third. First nasty. Check back of the goal. And then Pouliot checked again. The Blues in front. Edmondson. He scores! Joel Edmondson ties the game at three as the Blues defense jumps up again and does the job again. It started with Petrangelo in the offensive zone, and he was to the right of the goaltender below the goal line, and so he puts pressure, and that gets everybody on their toes. And the defenseman once again scoring a big goal, two in this game. The defensemen of the Blues have scored over 30% of the Blues' total goals this year. What a pass that was from Stastny. I thought he was going to go to his left to the middle of the ice instead. He looks off, almost like little Magic Johnson right there, and just fires it right over there to Edmondson. And a goal scores reaction. Big goal for the Blues. Big goal for Joel Edmondson. I mean, I can't say enough about this defense and how these guys are really helping out with the scoring. Where would they be without it? Well, they certainly wouldn't be in the position they're in right now. Most definitely. This team relies on its defense, not just for defensive play, but for scoring. Huge goal by Edmondson. His sixth of the year. Just a great year for this guy. And, and the best guy it could happen to, Joel Edmondson, is a super nice person. Stasny gets his 14th assist. Petrangelo gets his 12th assist. Four minutes, 46 seconds into the third. The Blues are putting pressure on, and it's a tie game at 3-3. Three to three. Well, you know, once the Blues really start playing well and they really start cycling that puck, start moving that puck, they can really, really confuse a team. And they continue to confuse Vancouver in this. Like I said, they didn't get a lot of shots, but the ones they got were quality. And Nilsson would have to come up again to keep this game tied at three apiece. Delayed offside. Blues send the puck ahead. Tarasenko's in. Oh, nice move. In on goal. Stopped by Nilsson after Tarasenko went around Alex Edler. So Nilsson was doing his job to do his best to get this game to go to overtime or to allow his team to take the lead four to three. Well, he didn't allow the Blues to score, so it would go to overtime. And the Blues played very well in OT. Their defense would not allow the Canucks to get a single shot against Jake Allen. And Braden Shin, about 2 minutes and 41 seconds, I believe, into OT. 2 minutes and 41 seconds, no shots for the Canucks. Braden Shin gets the winning goal, 4-3 to three Blues. And then Shin with three Canucks back. He goes wide, now cuts in. He scores! Shen in overtime extends his streak and the Blues win it in OT. What a play by Shen. Career high, seven game point streak. Five goals and 15 points in that time. And that wicked wrist shot of Braden Shen rolling that off the end of the blade, snapping it by the stick side of the goaltender. And a comeback on the road in the third game. Great stuff there by Braden Shen. And the Blues win 4-3. You know, great, great goal by Braden Shin. Just an excellent goal. His eighth of the year. Schwartz gets his 16th of the year. Dunn gets his third assist. Just a great game for Dunn. Shin and Schwartz. Tarasenko had a good game. The Blues as a whole, even though they fell behind 3-1, to one, and you don't like to see that, but this team came back and tied it, and they won it in OT 4-3. to three. And I'm still impressed with that uh, <laughs> no shots on goal allowed. That's just awesome. The Blues improved to 15-5-1. The Canucks fall to 9-8-3. The Blues outshoot the Canucks. Nice to see 31-23. Blues still need to work on their power play. They were 0-4 in the game. The Canucks were 1-4, and the Canucks got a shorthanded goal. Face-offs 47% for the Blues, 53% for the Canucks. So pretty close. 
Shen gets the OT winner, his eighth goal of the year. Sabotka gets that big goal, uh, his fifth of the year. Pareko gets that goal, second of the year. Edmondson gets the biggest goal to tie it, his sixth of the year. As I said, Stasny had a huge game. Three assists, was all over the ice. Allen makes 20 out of 23 saves. Big game for him. Baser gets a goal for the uh, Canucks, his seventh. Uh, Berchi gets a power play goal, his seventh. And an assist. Granion gets a shorthanded goal, his third. Erickson gets two assists. Horvat gets an assist. And Nelson makes 27 out of 31 saves. And I thought Nelson played very, very well. Nelson, he was a former Blue and uh, nice to see a guy play well, but we didn't want him to beat the Blues. Let's go ahead and go into the post-game uh, interviews. And we're going to hear, of course, from the star Braden Sheehan and the other big player of the game, Stasny. And then we'll hear, of course, from Coach Mike on this big comeback win. And I'm sure he's going to talk about getting behind and how he wasn't happy about that. But when you come back, you've got to be happy that your team was able to do that. Fun, you know, it's been fun. Um, you know, the team's winning, um, we're playing good hockey, we're finding ways to win. Guys are stepping up every night, and um, like I said before, I'm just trying to be a piece of the puzzle here and, and just trying to be, uh, you know, an addition to this team. And it's uh, like I said, it's fun being on a on a team that's uh, you know, battling for first place. So often in overtime or in the three on three, it's off a broken play, we rarely see it where the team's back like that. What did you see as you picked it up at your blue? Uh, I just had fresh legs, and I don't know if their guys were fresh or not. And I seen uh, a little bit of a, you know, a false gap by their three guys and, you know, just trying. I was actually originally going to take it wide, but, uh, you know, their D-man played it pretty well and it cut to the middle and I don't know if the puck rolled and kind of, you know, I chucked, a, I guess, a, a change up on net and I definitely take the goals like that. Is that the kind of move you make when things are going well and you're confident? Yeah, uh, absolutely. You know, I think if, uh, um, you know, if you're not, you, you take the puck maybe to the outside and, you know, kind of wait for a breakdown or something like that. And, you know, if you feel like you have the confidence, try to make a play. And, and like I said, it wasn't a... Uh, unbelievable shot by any means. Uh, it was a lucky shot, and and uh, I'll, I'll definitely uh, take goals like that. How tough was this game? It was an uphill battle for much yeah, of the time. Yeah, we, we, uh, you know, we were battling uh, right from the get-go. They played us hard. They played us well. You know, I think uh, you know the shift just before uh, Sabaka's goal really got us going there. Um, you know, if we kind of found our game then. I think it was maybe Sunny's line that uh, Sunquist line that uh, got us going, and and after that we seemed to find our game and. Uh, Eddie with another big goal for us to, for the game tire, and, and we were able to get that one overtime. You guys are really aggressive on defense. Peter Angel, Pareko, they were making big pushes going forward. How much does that open up things for you guys, for your forwards? Yeah, they're, uh, you know, uh, obviously them, they're, they're horses back there. They play a lot of minutes. Um, they're unbelievable defensively. At the same time, they hop in the rush and, and make it happen for us. But, you know, uh, addition to them, uh, all our D have been great. Um, you know, like I said before, scoring big goals, uh, helping us with, you know, four or five-man attacks and, and creating offense for us down low. Um, so they've been a huge part to us, and, and uh, we're going to need them, obviously, moving forward. I don't know about that. I think it's just, uh, I think on different nights, you, you know, when I think when it's me, Steiner, and Sylvia on different nights, we find ourselves in different spots. So, you know, there's some nights where you're kind of the high guy all the time, and, and there's some nights where you're the first four checker. But um, I think that's why we play well together, and, and we've been kind of snake bitten, you know, and it's starting to come around for us, and we've kind of tried to stay positive with it and have fun with it. And, um, you know, as long as we're creating chances at our line and, and kind of helping build momentum for the other lines, I think we're happy with our play. Well, gratifying is to get these close out the trip with these two wins after the tough start in Calgary. Yeah, I mean, you know, if you, two out of three on a Western road trip is always good. I think they're, they're all tough games. Each team brings a different kind of element. Um, but, you know, I think knowing that, that we have four and a half hour flight and then we have two days between our next game, I think you don't even want to think about that. So I think it's always important to win that game because there's too much time to think about it if you had a loss. So um, that was kind of our motivation, knowing that if we won this game, we would have had a good road trip. 
defense when you're back there behind the net and looking for passing options? Is it, at this point, are you pretty much looking for them top of circles down the way they come in? Yeah, well, uh, Eddie's been good. Eddie kind of just finds those spots all the time. Petro, Petro's actually the four-checker on one of those, helped create the puck. And then um, I think Pareko's starting to get more active. And it's so easy on the forwards. It's a tough defend. It's so easy on the forwards when we have another option like that. So um, even if I was saying, even if they get their shots blocked where they go wide, I think it creates so much havoc just defending. So um, they've been doing it all year, and I think, They've been getting rewarded, but even if not, it kind of creates a lot of stuff for us. And, and as a forward, it's always nice having that, that third extra attacker instead of you're just two wingers. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know what's funny is that uh, uh, Vince Dunn made a very similar move right before that and uh, thought their goalie made a nice save on that. But, uh, yeah, obviously, you know, I, I think you, you see that three-on-three. Three, there's ice there, and sometimes you have the tendency to stay on the outside and, you know, Quite often, you don't want to necessarily try to uh, attack guys one on one, but that's what he did in that situation. Obviously, uh, happy he did. Down three to one, tough, get, tough uh, team on the road. How, how'd your guys uh, get back? In this well, one? we we talked about before the game that we knew that we were going to have to stay with it tonight. Um, they've been checking hard. They've been defending uh, well. I know their last game they weren't real happy with, but I knew that they were going to get a real solid effort tonight. Uh, so for us, it was just a matter of making sure we stayed with it. Um, you know, not getting caught up in the score. Things weren't going quite the way we wanted it to. We knew that we had another level to our game, and if we could get to it, then we gave ourselves a good chance. We talked about the, you know this morning about defensemen pinching yeah. down, and Paul said it makes it so much easier coming up from behind the net when you know those guys are going to be coming down. Yeah. You know what? There's obviously, two big goals from our defensemen here tonight. But again, you know. When you asked about it this morning, I talked about the the play of our forwards, and you can't do that if you're not if you're not covering up for them, if you're not uh, playing responsibly both with and without the puck. Um, and then obviously the the, the plays to find those guys in those situations, those were uh, you know no question key goals. After the game in Calgary, how gratifying is it to win these final two and get back? Yeah, to you know what that's that's long gone. We said we were going to move past that, and uh, and our guys clearly have so. Um, you know, obviously, we'll. I think we'll. Anytime you go on the road, you'll take two or three, and uh, now we look forward to a few games at home. A big, a big stretch here for us, and some some quality opponents and some big games. Huge comeback win for the Blues. Uh, just as Coach Mike said, they lost that first game in Calgary and really didn't play well. But uh, they really, really played well against Edmonton. Like I said, I thought they had their best period in that second period, and they really played well in this game. For besides the mistakes that caused him to get behind three to one with that shorthanded goal and power play goal, but the mark of a good team isn't always that they're going to be ahead all the time. When they do have adversity and they're down a couple goals, they'll be able to come back. And the Blues did that in this game, and they got the big win, two and one on the road trip, which is what I was hoping for. They come back home. They're going to be playing against the Oilers on Tuesday, the Predators on Friday. Minnesota on Saturday then we're going to be seeing of course the Ducks and then LA and then they go to Minnesota December 2nd so we've got five home games wouldn't it be great guys if the Blues went four and one or five and oh just put some more distance more distance and you know and put them other teams behind you because I don't know if you guys know this or not but Winnipeg is playing awesome if it wasn't for the Blues Winnipeg would be the talk of the Central Division and the Western Conference in my mind uh, I, I figured they would play better. I didn't know they'd be this good. I thought they would pro- you know, be better, but I didn't know they'd be this good. A lot of people said they wouldn't make the playoffs. I didn't think that, but Winnipeg's a very good team now. Uh, they're getting great goaltending, uh, great balanced scoring from their top guys, 
and their defense. That young defensive core is playing pretty well. So Winnipeg's playing well too, but the Blues, in my mind, are the hottest team. So a successful road trip for the Blues. Two and one. They come home for the five games. It's going to be awesome. Get down to the arena if you can. Get down to Scott Trade. Watch the Blues. You know, a long road trip. A lot of times, guys, we're not going to see them for a while. So this is an opportunity for you guys to really get down there and watch this team play at the best time of the year. Thanks again for joining me for another episode of the Drop Podcast, which is brought to you by Lineup Media. Go to their website. Check out all their podcasts. There's something there for everybody, including another Blues podcast, Cardinals podcast, football podcast. They've got everything for everybody. Stay safe for the rest of the week. Go down and see the Blues play when they come back to town. And as always, let's go Blues. This has been the Drop Podcast. Don't forget to visit our website, www.droppodcast.com, where you can subscribe to our show and download current and past episodes from iTunes, Stitcher.com, and Google Play. You can follow The Drop on Twitter at OfficialTheDrop. For more information about lineupmedia.fm or The Drop Podcast, email us at info at lineupmediagroup.com, theofficialdrop at gmail.com, or lansd at droppodcast.com. Until next time, let's go blues. This podcast was a presentation of lineupmedia.fm.